The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all, ha. like, why? It's like, you ever watch um, Arrested Development where George Blue Sr. is crying? And he's like, why does Oscar have hair and I have money? Why can't I have money and have hair and Oscar have nothing? And Rando. If Eli Manning can beat an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Brando and Pat. Got the full crew here. Monday after the Super Bowl, so it'll be a little bit before this episode is released. This is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Small City Realty. If you're looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, you got to call Zach Quizlis at Small City Realty. That's 585-409-1088. 585-409-1088. So, boys... It's the Chiefs again. It's never ending. We went from Brady right to Mahomes. Are you guys annoyed or are you just like, yeah, whatever. It's not the Bills. I don't care who it is. I was annoyed at the final drive in overtime. I was not annoyed all game long because it was a good game. The two teams, it was a heavyweight slugfest. And as soon as the Niners did not convert their third and three or whatever in the red zone, I'm like, it's done. It's done. And the the fourth and one play on their own side of the field where Mahomes runs the ball, I was like, it's it. That's it. He did it. That's the run that we were talking about. He's going to get it. And uh, that red zone play where they motion the jet motion over and then they stop and they make the receipt or they make the corner and the safety switch their coverage, right? Where, Where you're supposed to communicate that. And then they snap it. There's you don't you can't stop it. It's unstoppable. You just have to get the ball on the outside shoulder and it's an uncontested touchdown. So I thought Joey Bosa brought the pressure and Mahomes just showed why he's Mahomes. So I was not annoyed until then because they just made it look so easy. And just like, dang, at least make it hard. Don't just, you know, think, like make, make it tricky. Make it a fourth down. Get them into a fourth and goal. Get them into a fourth and ten. Don't give them these fourth and ones and third and threes and these chunk plays at the beginning of drives. I don't know. I was a little disappointed. But again, and it, as a Bills fan, I'm always happier to lose to the team that wins the championship, whether it's in basketball, football, baseball, or hockey. I'm always, that's a little silver lining. So 
I guess it is a little bit. But the flip side of that coin, like the reason I was thinking about it's like we're this close to knocking them out of the playoffs and not having to hear from them for the next year or at least being on top for the next year. It's a dynasty now. Officially, I'm a little bit tired. I mean, we were tired of the Chiefs already. We talked about this. We were tired of the Chiefs before they played the Bills. It's so frustrating that this was the year that they were vulnerable. This is the year that... We're sitting watching them lose to the Raiders on Christmas Day and like terribly finally watching this offense look human and not unstoppable like it was, you know, watching Max Crosby basically control a game and being like, this is what we needed. We're going to get home field advantage and all that to say, like, Bill still screwed it up. Three other teams didn't do their job leading up to the Super Bowl. Give credit to Patrick Mahomes. But that defense like played at an elite, elite level throughout the playoffs. It's just like everything feels like the the intangible stuff that can go either way sometimes not just the stuff that's in your control it's just it all it all fell that way how many plays in that game you know the fumbles the critical plays four fumbles extra point the the punt fumble all these like crazy plays that could go each way that ended up determining the outcome of this game all went the Chiefs way. And so, like, you know, at the end what? of it all, Patrick Mahomes is the guy to drive them down the field. And that's not an accident. But how about Butker's field goal that almost yep. gets blocked? Right. But right, right between the hands. Right. Oh my God. No, you think about you think Inches. about if there's not that Niners miss PAT. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Into overtime like. Right, they're down four and going for a touchdown. And that's, you know, maybe they win there. Who knows? But all these things broke this way. And in the year that they were looking the worst, still won it. And they're going into next year being like, you know, they're going to get better on offense than they were this year. They're going to draft a receiver and maybe sign one. They're going to be better on offense and they're going to be the same on defense because they can afford to resign. They're going to be better on defense. They're they're going to be better all around. Nick Bolton is making like $1.2 million a year right now. Right. So. Not even him, man. I was looking at this on Twitter today. Between Richie Rice and McDuffie and Karloffis, their first and second round picks are just on fire. And you yeah, look at Richie us. Rice is he's quite good. The, the yeah. remember the Chiefs moved up three or four picks ahead of us to draft McDuffie when we whiff on Elam. And you you can't waste these picks in a Super Bowl window because they're just they're so critical to have during the salary cap crunch. And they, they have them come in and contribute right away. And we're waiting for AJ Epinesa to explode. And we're waiting for Kyrie Elam and we're waiting for a D line. And we're waiting for James Cook to have a good, I mean, he finally had one, but like, you know what I mean? He's still not like he's an immediate, still not an immediate contributor. He's not like, you know, you're picking him up out of the seventh round and you know, whatever. I mean, not to say Isaiah Pacheco isn't to the same level, but I don't know. Right. We're waiting for guys like Cody Ford, you know, yeah. promising second round pick to develop, you know, yeah, they definitely have hit on their picks. And it's harder to hit on defensive picks. Statistically, it's easier to hit on offensive picks. Interesting. And th- the Bills have hit on their offense. I, like, I'd, I'd say Dalton Kincaid's a hit for for the draft position that they had. But, you know, again, Elam, big miss as far Osiris as we can tell right Torrance now. Osiris Torrance was a good good hit. Yes, Osiris Torrance. Like, this, this draft looked pretty good. Yeah. But... Again, the Chiefs have a full young defense that's all homegrown and drafted and played lights out. And I mean, I guess you got to give credit to Spags in that in that regard. But Spags really understood the situation. Jeremy brought up a good point on WGR this morning. I was listening a little bit while I was doing some dishes today. Yeah, I haven't listened to GR in a a long time. I thought you were going to say you haven't done dishes in a long time. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's (laughs) two of the same things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Ask anybody who knows me. The answer is the same. 
No, but he was saying that Spags really understands the situation that he's in because he knows that he has Mahomes yeah. on the other side of the ball. Great so point, right? When you're playing defense, it's it's honestly, and this is something that I get like, and this is going to sound stupid, but from playing Madden, if you play yes. Madden, you understand this. Yes. Because you know that this is the reason why, you know, sometimes you'd put up field goal block in 07 Madden because <laughs> you either need a stop or you need your opponent to score a touchdown so you have the ball last because yeah. the only bad outcome is they get a first down, they're in field goal over. range, and they can run down the clock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you need a negative play or you need a touchdown. And it was masterful. Yeah. I thought and, the, and, the way he called it. It's just masterful. Yeah. And so I wonder if Sean McDermott coaches like that. That's what Jeremy was saying. Because does he coach like he has Josh Allen on the other side of the field and he wants to trade points and he wants his guy to have the ball last? Or does he play like we just need to get a stop right here? You I know? feel like this so. year, and they might have talked about this too, but we saw them get burned by doing that. They didn't have the they didn't have Sneed and they didn't have McDuffie to stop yeah. Denver. They had right. Denver completed the pass on the zero blitz that we threw at them on the third down or second right. down when we and needed I, I think a zero play. blitz is excessive, right? Like you're trying to get like I'm, when I, when pressure is any more than four guys, right? That's and true. so if you're sending, you know, I'm not saying send the house like Sean McDermott did and leave three guys one on one, a little bit of pressure. I think cover zero is kind of a, a yeah. you know, that was still a stupid call. That's too easy to see coming as a quarterback, but. The, the conversation anyway. about this, which I kind of transitioned me into my, my next point with you guys, and I have two analogies with this, so so bear with me. The, the, what you said the first time with having Spags back there to understand the magnitude of your own quarterback, do we understand that? But this goes into the whole coaching staff as a whole to have these former head coaches on the staff that failed previously. I mean, Spags shuts down New England's greatest offense was, of all time. And that that he, defense was a hell of a lot better than this defense. He just won the Super Bowl with no offense, but I don't know. I don't know about that. Man. His Chiefs defense is good, but I don't know. Either way, he dials it up when he has to dial it up. What do you think of when you think of that game? You think of the pressure on Brady, and you think yeah. they they stood tall when they needed to. But when you look at our staff and our coaching staff, and some caller just called them on my drive home. They're like, you know, they have Eric Bieniemy and they have Spags. And do you see they brought Eric Bieniemy in off? After he gets fired from Washington to come in. Yeah. Which yep. is crazy that we didn't do that. But we have Williams and Mary's, you know, correspondence. And we have the Panthers correspondence. And those teams are not big schools and they're not a good NFL team. And you have a master class offensive coordinator in Andy Reid. Sean McDermott maybe on defense proved that he could do that. But on offense, it's not there. And you you look at that coaching versus our coaching and just we talk about the gap between the two teams. You know, Josh Allen might be right there and he might give us a fighting chance, but to have that extra bump between this coaching staff all around from all the position groups that you have, that could be a huge thing. And we saw a lot of turnover in the coaching staff this year with Butler and Babich and, you know, Eric Washington leaving and bringing in all of these new guys. So maybe McDermott is realizing this didn't work a lot of different times. Even if our stats are good, it crumbled when we needed it to. We played soft when we needed to play aggressive and, Maybe we need a fresh new look. And it's sad to see some of these guys go. I like Coach Butler and to see him leave after putting together all of this strong secondaries. It's just, I, I, I thought about it at first and I'm like, eh, we, did, we had something good, but it wasn't good enough. So maybe McDermott's realizing we, we, we don't have what we need here. So to make that change, but what do you think? The, the, that gap between these two teams, is that <laughs> talent wise? I mean, maybe we saw it. On the defense, they had more talent, but on offense, it was pretty close. And I think that coaching made a huge difference. I don't want to dumb it down to one thing, 
But if I were to dumb it down to one thing, and this is this is a factor that's been debated as to whether it's actually real or not. And some people with stats will say that it's not real. But I think it's the clutch factor. That's the upsetting part about the Brady era, too, was if you look at some of the Super Bowls, some years that they weren't that good, like they, the year they beat the Rams, it was a 13 to three or something like that. And a totally boring Super Bowl. And some of these other times where, you know, they they pull off these wins at the last second. You'd think about the year that they beat the Chiefs when Brady's on his way out and they win that Super Bowl after that. It's that clutch factor. They're relentlessly clutch. They never, you know, you don't expect them to crumble in the the high leverage situations. And that's that's what's annoying and, and persistently annoying about not just Patrick Mahomes, but the entire Chiefs teams, because the Chiefs defense is clutch. In the biggest moment, they were there. You know that game was not going the Chiefs' way. They were still. What was the score heading into the fourth quarter? It was like 13-10, 13-3, or something like that. The Chiefs' first six drives were all punts and fumbles. They weren't moving the ball. They looked terrible. They they looked like a terrible team out there for the first little bit, and then you know all they need is to keep it close enough and for somebody Mahomes to mess up first, right? Pulls it out, and yeah. you know when they need a drive, they get a drive. Like. There's there's no defense to stop what Mahomes does on final drives. Like it's he's relentlessly clutch and you know from a defensive perspective too. So whereas this Bills team, they're good, but they're not clutch. Like Josh Allen he's has the, one. the clutch factor. And he's I don't want one, you but, to group him into the, this because of all of the fourth quarter comebacks that he's led. Right. He had four more this yeah. year that just didn't count because he blew the lead, right? It's that defense. Right. Right. Our defense is anti clutch. At but then, point. you know, you look like at high our, leverage we, moments, high leverage moments, you know, Ed Oliver didn't show up at all for well, high leverage City moments. Game. Joe Brady's like, how can I bleed the clock out to either score as time expires <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Get a first down and, and right. get a victory formation like. You know, right. I don't and, that and was I another high leverage moment. Yeah. I don't want to slander this either because a guy like Jordan Poyer comes up with those clutch moments. And it's we talked about it already. Uh, the His heroic last play and. Josh Allen getting him into the position for a field goal. Could have been better. Should have been a touchdown. But Chris Jones made the same play on Brock Purdy yesterday. Yes. Where he gets that little push to uh, bump into him and overthrow Samuel. But I, th- it, this gets me into my second analogy, John. So this is, this is a good thing. And we're, we're talking a lot about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, right? We're talking dynasties and clutch factors. And you see that it took Jordan to go play baseball for Olajuwon to get in there. And... Even when he did do that, the Knicks go to the finals and lose. And then my brain goes to, are we the Knicks? Are we Stockton and Malone? Are we are we Houston who squeezes a couple out somewhere? Are we We're we're the we're the ninety eight, ninety nine Broncos, bro, I'm telling you. Sixteen years of of heartbreak and it'll all be worth it. We'll be like early forties, so. you know. <laughs> early 40s well maybe not early 40s late 30s twilight of josh's career we suck for a little bit get some draft capital i mean i i don't know i i feel like i feel like the super bowl window is such a relative term as well because you talk about the clutch factor but you also talk about elevating players around you like i mean if you're talking about those patriots teams who do you really have like chris hogan julian edelman you know uh, the ghost of Josh Gordon or like David Givens or Dion Branch. Like, you know, it's not like you're really, you know, working with elite players on offense for a lot of these Super Bowl teams. And, 
You know, so I, it, it's not like regardless on either side of the ball, as long as we have Josh Allen under center, it's not like I would be tweaking over some sort of window or something. That's a good point. Yeah. As long as you have Allen, you have a fighting chance. I just don't want to be the Knicks. I don't want to be the Knicks, man. <laughs> I, I don't want to be good enough to get there and to be the Knicks who are just tantalizing all the time to these fans in the city. But it's tough. Yeah. It's upsetting. I don't know how you fix it really. Because again, we talked about what the chiefs can do this off season. The chiefs could draft a wide receiver in the first round. They could go sign Mike Evans and be the best team on offense in the league next year. So it just, I think it turns into the other part is the chiefs went through the three best defenses to get to the super bowl, to get to the championship, right? You beat the bills, you beat the Ravens and you beat the Niners all have top five, top 10 defenses. So if you are anybody with the brain in power in an NFL team, isn't it an arms race on offense? We talked about it. I did an article on this last year, the arms race in the AFC to catch up with the Chiefs and the Bengals. And you have to allocate these resources to the offense. You, I don't, you're not going to stop him. He showed it this year more than anywhere, any year before where he, he shredded these top end defenses. And the only way you're going to beat him is to outscore him until the whistle blows. So you pass the ball when you're up seven in the fourth quarter. You push the ball down the field. You you keep your foot on the throat and you don't give them any opportunity. And you fall on a loose muff pump. You don't try to pick it up and run with it. And you have to make the tackle when he Maybe goes McLeod, to run the ball. You know, you know I, former Buffalo Bills. never changing their stripes either, you know. But so, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's what makes me upset when you think about yeah. it. The, the the thing that makes me upset, and I'll try to be brief with this because we got to get to John's top 10 here before Brando has to go. But the thing that makes me upset is if you were to replay these last three seasons, you know, with a larger sample size, I think the Bills have a Super Bowl somewhere in there, yeah, right? Definitely. definitely. Because think of all the things that had to not go their way for them not to make it to that Super Bowl. 13 seconds. You simulate that game nine times out of 10, the Bills come out victorious. I think this last game against the Chiefs, five times out of 10, they win that game. That was a 50-50 game and some things did not go their way. And you can blame it on this. You can blame it on that. These huge outcomes are dependent on these tiny little high leverage moments. There's a hilarious clip from way back when how we talked about the reason the Kardashians are famous is because some (laughs) Bills wide receiver dropped a pass. Mm -hmm. And maybe the Bills are one wide right kick away from winning three Super Bowls in a row because the mantra was different heading into that second one. And I'm just saying that, like, think of all the things that had to go right for the Chiefs this year. And they're a good team. A good team usually wins the Super Bowl. I get it. But there's more than one good team in the NFL. And I think that the the Bills have been on par or close and lesser teams have won the Super Bowl before. Definitely. So exactly. So it's the, it's the Bruce Nellon moniker, you know, be as good as you can for as long as you can and get a little bit lucky. And and the bills just haven't gotten lucky at all. So I don't know what it's going to take. When we started this podcast, I used to talk about, I don't want Mahomes to get any more Super Bowls because I thought that there was a possibility that Josh could catch him. And I believed that there's a possibility that the Bills could be I a remember better the, team. We had a conversation next, at one point when, about yeah, this. Yeah, when, you know, 15 years from now, who was the better team, who had the better run? I'm like the Chiefs got there first, but we could we could do that too. We have the roster to do it. And now it's like, I'm just going to be happy if they get one before they die. Like that's where I'm at. And that's substantially different than where I was at when we started this podcast, you know, whatever, three years ago. And we thought that this is the best time in Bill's history yeah. to start a podcast. Because it still is. It was. It's not to say that he can't catch them either. You know what I mean? Pat Mahomes could A, win a fourth one and be like, I'm done. I have nothing more to play for. He could get hurt. 
week one next year. You never know. I mean, it's, I don't know. But I, I, I think that in terms of wishful thinking, I'm just going to wish for one right now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Don't you, don't you want to beat him to get I, yours? Jesus, bro. I, I honestly don't even care, dude. Whatever <laughs> it takes to. <laughs> I want to beat him. I want to beat I know. him I, to I get see, the Super Bowl. That would make it sweeter, right? Yeah. And obviously, that that's the you know that's tier two of the wish list, right? Yeah. right. You know, one is Super Bowl, but I, that's how I always feel about Brady going out too. Like Josh Allen never beat Brady on the field, and there was three separate games where it felt like that should have happened. You yeah. know, Josh Tampa is, Bay game was exclusive the vulgarity or whatever, but it was f- terrible. What was yeah. it, Rashad Perryman or whatever? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the Tampa the Tampa <laughs> Bay game that was crazy. That was stupid. You know, even the two, I think there were two afternoon or night games against the Patriots, Josh's sophomore year. And they Three had interceptions. Them. Three they interceptions. had them twice. And it was just, you know, his rookie year, the games weren't close, but they were really close. I, I think there was, there's like a Calvin Benjamin catch that was, he was totally in. He was overturned in the end zone on the yeah, corner. He had two yeah. feet in. It's yeah. just like the dumbest stuff yeah. always seems to happen. And maybe this is confirmation bias because we're only remembering the bad moments and not, you know, thinking about the times when we did get lucky. But and did man, you see, it's just, it's just a lot to be a Bills fan. Did, you, did you see Chris Jones's comment? He's like, we beat an elite Bills team. Because and he gave flowers to the to the Bills, but Chris Jones's little shove that he got in on Josh Allen, like the little bit to throw off that throw, like maybe that was the difference. Well, and Chris is on a one year deal, so Chris, maybe you know, maybe that's enough rings for you. Get a payday, get that. Make sure your kids' kids never have to work, Chris. You know, think about that. Thirty mil a year, Mr. Jones. But I said the same thing today in my basketball practice. I'm like, we've we've lost five games by three points or less, and it's something as simple as making a good bounce pass versus turning that over and they score. You don't, and they score too. So it's yeah. a four point play and we lose just like that. And I'm like, the devils is just such in the details, but I think a good coach fixes that. You saw yesterday, Andy Reed practiced the overtime rule. He said in 2008 with Donovan McNabb, he made a mistake in an overtime game. And since 2008, they have put in overtime scenarios and how to handle them every year in the start of training camp all through the season. Interestingly, Mahomes' overtime record isn't that good either. But, but then you got Kyle Juszczyk saying, I didn't know the overtime rule. Like, wh- which one coach hammered it into their players and one coach didn't. And both of these coaches would be maybe the first and second best coach in the league. But that's the difference. It's a, such a small thing. So, yeah. I don't know. Let's get into your top 10, man. I want to right, let's, let's be do good. it. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So I'm sure we all saw Travis Kels, uh, you know, obliterating Andy, Andy Reid on Assault the sideline. his head coach would be the word, Which, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I know we don't have time for this conversation, but it makes me so mad that we're just going to gloss over that yeah. for yeah. now on. And God Any forbid, other if, job if, in the world, any other job in the was, world, you would if, not if, have a job. Well, yeah, but like, think about if that was Stefan Diggs shoving Sean McDermott on the right. sideline. Oh I am so sick. Still, Stefan Diggs had an interview this week where he's like, he said all the right things. He wants to be a Buffalo Bill. He's like, I hate, you know, it's like anytime, I, you know, I don't say anything and I'm, I do say anything and I'm basically, what's the saying that I'm trying to think damned of Damned if I do, damned da- if I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Damned yeah. if you do, damned if you don't. And the poor guy cannot get away from anything without criticism from people or thinking that he's cryptic or anything like you that. You saw my like, tweet, man. I was just like, the guy said he wants to retire a bill and you're saying in the headline, he's prepared for anything. Like, you, man. Uh, sorry, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's a narrative that people place on it and then they confirm their own biases with whatever information they decide to pull from it. So... Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Travis Kels yelling at Andy Reid. 
I'm not a good lip reader, so maybe you guys can tell me what he said, but until we figure out exactly what he said, and he wouldn't say anything about it in the press conference or comment on it. So anyway, Did he talk about his shiny, ugly suit that he wore. Probably that probably that. So well, as, we, further, as we said, as we said, though, just to close it, Ohio man is only one degree removed from Florida, man. So don't <laughs> <forget>. <laughs> all right. So the top 10 things that Travis Kels probably probably was yelling at Andy Reid. Number 10, don't you know who my father is? Number nine, that play wasn't on the Waffle House menu and you know it. And number eight, don't you get it? Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. And number seven, I'd like to speak to your supervisor. Number six, Emperor Palpatine was a little known senator from Naboo. You guys seen the Alex Jones meme? That's probably not going to make very much sense. Yeah. But number five, you don't listen to my podcast? Number four, how dare you? My girlfriend spent more on jet fuel this week than your entire salary. Which is probably true. Uh, Number three, what do you mean I can't borrow your pee after the game? (laughs) Number two, that dress was blue. (laughs) And the number one thing that Travis Kelce was probably yelling at Andy Reid. Oh, now, so you speak for the trees and the referees? That is a Lorax joke for you people in the back, so... (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's, that's, that's true. Not my best list. Is. It'll look better with the uh, picture graphic on it. No, it you can dress it up good. a little it's bit. Good. It's annoying, man. I think uh, Steve Tasker had a good point on it. He's like, you know what? This is how boys act sometimes. He's like, I don't want to genderify it, but it's like boys will be boys. He's like, I used to do it, but uh, did you? you? Know, <laughs> that's, that's just classless, bro. Yeah. I don't give a f- dude. That's the most classless. Sh- could possibly do you any other do job you think of, like that's class if i shoved my Here's supervisor i'd be pegging for pennies on north clinton dude like you know what i mean i'm not like I'm this, this happens saying. as a coach this happens once almost every season where a player challenges you in your face and luckily for me um, my players you know we're we're middle schoolers so it's like real easy to uh say like get out I mean, like if a kid ever threatens me, I had it happen this year. He's like, oh, I'm going to kick coach's butt. I'm like, you know, if you say that to me, you're, you're verbally threatening me. And now you're out of school for the rest of the year. He's like, oh, oh, I, I, OK, I'll stop. Uh, like it's but it happens and and you have to. And Steve's point was he's like, it's the parents. He's like, you have to control. He's like, if you see your kid doing that, you have to stop him. And you have to teach them that that's not right. But even Andy Reid was like, "Oh, I'm so glad." This, it so happened. this is a this is a Donna Col- Donna Kels issue, is what? Yeah, you're but Andy Reid's not exactly Parent of the Year either. Go look his son right? up. But yeah, well, I so. I don't know I don't know anything <laughs> about that. But I just think if Andy Reid's the head coach as the dad, like you're just gonna take it. Like I get it, it happens in households. But I mean, if he's if it's Noah Gray, is it a different story? If it's Joe Tooney, is it a different story? If it's Canarius Tony, what is the story? Do they arrest the him entire team to stops, get out of his yeah. contract? Do they say, <laughs> hey, we're getting $5 million in cap space back because Canarius Tony just assaulted our coach. But no, He's it's fair. Travis Kels. No, dude, I mean, think about if the, if this was Von Miller shoving Sean McDermott, they're going to suspend him for team detri- or contract detrimental to the, to, to the team so they can terminate his contract. Yeah. It's like, the, the, you know, the dude is a brand ambassador for the NFL because he has a podcast and stuff like that. And I know it's talking out of the side of my mouth because we have a dumb podcast too, but, you know, it's... It it's, shows pretty it's good. It's just... Not yeah, it, it is good. It is good. Like, <laughs> Still, but, he's a clown. Like, yeah, he is a clown. Yeah. He's a clown. Double standards in the NFL. I think the NFL is a good example of double standards in society these days because it's, the world, it's like dude. money, it's money world. talks, man. It's yeah. it's money when it comes down to it. Sad, but anyway, Brando's got to get out of here. So we're gonna finish up the episode here. Uh, you guys know where to find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. 
stay tuned through the off season. We'll have some guests, have some good content, do some extra segments and stuff like that. But again, hopefully we get to the draft soon enough. So this nightmare thinking about the Chiefs every single day can be over. Yes. But until then, as always, go Bills. Go Bills.